right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Those Two Chicks with with a a Podcast. podcast. (laughs) I'm Jordan. I'm Emma Grace. And uh, we're here. That's that's about it. How are you doing? I mean, I'm I'm here. (laughs) Actually. You live here. I do live here. That should probably I would hope you were here. Me too. I was late. What if I didn't, though? Whose house is this? (laughs) Where are we? Exactly. Actually... Um, I didn't know it was going to snow. And Me that, neither. That, I mean, I should really look at the weather, but I don't. Listen, my mom yells at me all the time because I'll wake up and be like, what the fuck? It snowed today. And she's like, you can watch the weather, Jordan. I don't. I have Netflix. They don't have to watch the weather. I don't think that, I don't have cable. No, I mean, I have the weather app on my phone, but yes. I don't ever look at it. No, no, I don't. I literally don't know what well, to Well, because it's usually not right. Yes, I don't know. I never look at it. So when, um, when my husband Dan said, I gotta go shovel, I thought, why? <laughs> I'm like, that's nice of you, but, you know, she can walk through. You no, know, I got up with patch. my kids, and I saw kind of out the window the tree was covered in snow, mm-hmm. and I instantly went, motherfucker. <laughs> the first it. time. I was like, let's it. record, and we have six it's, inches. That's literally <laughs> my luck. My <laughs> husband... Uh, says he's been cursed, and the curse has gone to me now because I married him. Oh. He's not lying. And that is? Very unlucky man. Oh. He's a very, that's how he got me, very unlucky. And now I'm unlucky. And I never used to be. I do do you want to know how unlucky I am? Oh. I've never won a game of bingo. In your life? In my life. Oh, that's one of the never... games to win. You'd think. Don't go to a casino. No, I no, can't. I'm it's just fun. asking to fail. Yes. <laughs> but what if actually it's a lie and you went to a casino and you won like a million dollars? Then I'm really... You're missing I'm, out. I'm missing out. I'd be so upset. I'll take you. I'll take you on your birthday. We'll oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. But how was, your, how, how was your week? Uh, well, mm-hmm. we finally got over COVID. Mm-hmm. And the first day I brought my son back to school, the school closed down because of COVID. Oh, no. So... <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom, for those who don't know, and I have been stuck with my children in a house for, like, three weeks, and it is a small house, and my kids are two and four. No, one's, the first one's one, not two yet, and I am losing my shit. Mm. That's about where I'm at. I don't have kids. <laughs> well, they're great, but just, just no so you know. No problems here. <laughs> so you know, I literally never get to wake up on my own. Yeah. It is always my children. Because mm. I share a room with the littlest one. Oh. And she wakes up and she'll go, Mama! Good morning! Good morning! Okay, enough about us. We'll get into the episode, guys. Today, we're going to be doing ghost stories. Local, well, local to us. We're from Michigan. These are West Michigan ghost stories. Um, I was crying while I was writing mine because I get scared really easily. <laughs> I wasn't actually crying. But listen, I can't even watch horror movies. Really? Really. Because I have such bad anxiety. Hmm. Have you seen the movie Hereditary? Hereditary, where the girl's head like gets knocked off because the brother hits the pole or whatever. It's a movie. You're like, I can't watch these things, but that sounds hilarious. No, it's not. Listen, I watched this movie when I was first developing my anxiety, and I was sitting on the couch and I grabbed Lucas's arm and I was like, I can't feel my body. Because I was so anxious. So that's how I feel about spooky stuff. But it's fun. Oh, okay. Here we are. Mm. Do you believe in ghosts? Like, what is your Um, opinion? I kind of do. I'm not a very religious person. I'm just Mm going to say that. 
I not saying I'm an atheist. I'm I'm agnostic. I don't know yeah. what there is. I believe that there's something. There's energies. Do I ever want to experience anything myself? Fuck no. Because <laughs> I'll cry. So so it, it's fun. So how do you mm-hmm. feel about ghosts? Um, I'm indifferent actually. Yeah. I, okay. I think because every single time someone's like, "Oh, this is really scary. This is the scariest place." Nothing yeah. happens to me. <laughs> yeah. So it's like either You've ghosts been to a lot of haunted places, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And they're like, "Oh, this one's really really bad, guys." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, they have a type, and yeah. it's not me." <laughs> Well, okay, I'll get into my story more, but the person I talked to, he's Mm -hmm. been at this place, never experienced a thing, and the investigators that have been there, like the mediums and stuff, they say that he's just not open to it, so maybe you're not open to it. Maybe I'm not fully open to it then. I don't know. But then, but if it it happened, like, I'm not saying... Like, they, are, they aren't real. Yeah. Because I feel like, who, who am I to say? Well, yeah, like, yeah. I have the power. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I saw something on the interwebs okay. that said, have you noticed that uh, ghost hunters, they've okay. had like 19 seasons, but they haven't caught a ghost yet. Oh, yeah. I think that's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Baggins from that world. Right. You know what um, I'm talking about? They have some creepy stuff. They though, do. Like, creepy videos and stuff. Like, they do. some stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, so I want to say that I'm open to it, but I, yeah. if I go into a haunted place, I say, don't fucking talk to me. Exactly. Don't talk I don't want anything so maybe to follow me home. No. That would be I'm the so worst. I'm so scared of that shit. Nope. Might as well just put me down. Put me down. <laughs> put me down. <laughs> Bring me up to the bathroom. Like, if I, if I find out, like, I'm, like, watching over my husband as he's sleeping, <laughs> put me down. <laughs> That's scary. I There's no hope. I hate well, that. Well, okay, well. I, so we're both scared of it. So yes, good thing we're gonna scared and open. Good but thing not, we're gonna talk about it then. Yeah. So my ghost story today is all about the Kalamazoo Tuberculosis Sanitarium. Ooh. This research was conducted by based on articles I found on the following websites. Okay. Ninety nine point one. What w, was that? Ninety nine point one. Okay. I said nay nay. <laughs> Sorry. Ninety nine point one. I, I will enunciate. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 99.1 WFMK, hauntedhouses.com, okay. the Western Herald, the Kalamazoo Public Library, and K102.5. Okay. I've really noticed a lot of radio stations I, I have, have so many articles. That's one of my references is the 99. And I don't... Nah, nay, nay, nay. The nay, nay. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. It's weird. So I'm going to start on the history of the building itself. Okay. So you kind of have an idea of the layout of the okay, building. I'm really nervous and I And how it why. became haunted. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Kalamazoo Tuberculosis Sanitarium was built in 1954. It was a four-story building that also included a basement with a morgue. It was only b- built in the 50s? Yeah. When was tuberculosis a thing? In the 50s? I, I mean, it was always like a, like the, right? you know, it was around. Okay, cut that out because I probably sound stupid. No, I think <laughs> it was always, I don't know when the exact I think it was it. like. A long time ago. Yeah, like, like early the, in the 1900s. 20s. And, yeah. yeah. But just no one survived, really. Oh. So they made a sanitarium for it. Okay. However, so shit out of luck. it was a four-story building that also that also included a basement. So and in the five. basement was a morgue. Yeah. Okay. Because why not? Okay. You know, it has to have a morgue. It does. <laughs> um, the $2.5 million building was 45,000 square feet. So the facility itself was offering the latest treatments known for the big disease at the time, which was tuberculosis. It held 200 beds and was a state-of-the-art tuberculosis hospital. So that's what it was for. Yeah. 
A big building. Tuberculosis is in the name, isn't it? Yes, it that is. That would make sense. And then, in December of 1965, all mental patients from around the state who oh. had tuberculosis were transferred to the sanatorium oh, no. in Kalamazoo. It's always the mental patients. They're always so shitty to them. What? <laughs> I was trying to be funny. <laughs> they're, so, they're so mean to mental <laughs> So this included the patients from the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital. Okay. If that makes sense. So the transfers also enabled the mental hospital to eliminate a waiting list for adults who needed admission to the facility. Okay. So any me- and mental patients that had, I just said menstrual it's- patients, but <laughs> men- that's a, that's a mental illness, you. The menstrual. She's bleeding. Put her in a room. Set her the tuberculosis in. She's a witch. <laughs> that's what they fucking do. For in real. the fifties. <laughs> oh well. In the 30s, for sure. <laughs> Just kidding. Clearly, obviously. Yeah, you don't even need to fact check that. That's probably okay. true. That's definitely true. You um, heard it here first. But no, so they transferred anybody with mental illness okay. that also had tuberculosis. They sent them to this place oh, that's to clear up the mental. Yeah, because they were running out of places. They didn't just send healthy people, though, right? No. I, don't I wouldn't think so. be surprised if they did, though. Fact check that. Fact. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, those places were horrible to people. Oh, so yeah, it wouldn't sure. surprise me. Um, just a few later, years later, in 1969, the sanitarium was shut down and was handed over to the Michigan Department of Mental Health. Well, that did not last long. No, because they were successful. Oh, good. So the, n- the numbers went low. Oh, cool. Well, it so was also in the 60s. It. I swear this was a problem like 30 years prior. <laughs> I'm not up. You probably should. Okay. But then they gave it to the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital as an extension. Okay. So that's how, if you Google it, it comes up as like two different names, which was very confusing for me. Okay. But it sounds like it was just an extension of it. Okay, hold on. I looked this up. Do you want to know? I I do. It started to be a problem in 1895. (laughs) Listen, when was that place built? 1954. (laughs) 1954 is the year that it ended. Like, the, the worst of it ended. Oh, but it was probably still a problem, so they were like, we yeah, gotta find them. I guess, but Wait, like, when no was it? they were so successful. What year did you say that was? 1895 to 1954. 1895? Yeah. Do you want to know how old my house is? 1883. Someone my house is older than... <laughs> That's good information to know. I was actually really I, curious. Because I thought it was a really old thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought it was. was Alright, well, you yeah. know what? Good for them. They, they tried. They tried. A little late, but they still helped. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> 60 years too late. <laughs> so during that time of 1969 to 1990, according to the webs- websites, they did state that there was no evidence of abuse in the hospital. What was it? Just like a, just a normal hospital at that It point? was the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital. Because oh. there is the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital, but this was the extension of it because it's no longer the tuberculosis sanitarium. Maybe they should have built an extra psychiatric hospital to begin with instead of a fucking tuberculosis one. <laughs> Who thought of this idea? Yeah. Yeah. It's just sorry. a ghost story. Just advocating. What if I know it's so off topic? I'm so sorry. We'll never even get No that. one's ever going to listen to this no. podcast. Okay. It's okay. However, in 1990, the number of patients was at its lowest and therefore the hospital closed and the building was left abandoned oh okay yeah so so they solved mental illness as well 
I don't think, I don't think they did. Well, so I did find out that they tried to sell the building. Okay. At first, it was suggested to the community that it could be turned into an alternative jail. Denied. Okay, good. They said no. Okay. Just what other bad people can we give this building to? They said years later, Western Michigan University was interested in buying the building and did have possession. Okay. At one point. But it was just a nuisance because of all the break-ins. Because it was abandoned. They didn't do anything with it. Right, yeah. But, of course, there was asbestos in the building. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wonder what people are thinking here. It's like those fifties. That's how you keep the tuberculosis. Oh my god! Oh. But uh, sadly, the building itself really didn't have a chance with the constant vandalism and being exposed to the elements. And therefore, the Kalamazoo Tuberculosis Sanatorium, aka the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital, was abandoned since 1990. Okay. So that's the that's the history of the building. Okay. And that's, so that's where it ends. Yes. Okay. For years, ghost hunters, paranormal investigators, and trespassers <laughs> all stated that they would never, ever, ever go back again. Ooh. I kept that in there because they really put that ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's important. It is. Because never is like one thing, but never ever is another. It's like that peaky promise. Yes, it's, it's legit. If you add that ever, it's over. After it closed, people who lived in the neighborhood witnessed sounds of cries, moans, and screams coming from the building. This was just in someone's neighborhood? It wasn't like on like well, a big piece of property? It was like... No. So just driving through the area, one gets a strange, uneasy feeling. <laughs> just driving by it? Yeah. Oh. They also stated they saw human shadow figures from the broken windows. Ooh. It is assumed that they are possibly the lost souls who didn't realize they passed. Ooh, now that I can't. Mm-hmm. The scary part for me is that the witnesses said they would hear these sounds and see figures day or night. I thought <laughs> figures dancing. <laughs> they just do a little bug. That, that would be even creepier to me. They just... <laughs> but not really because I'm dancing. like oh, i saw a figure whatever yeah. that's always at night all the oh, time during the day yes during the day you yes. never hear that no so that would scare the shit out of me just driving yeah. by and you see yeah Mm-mm. like oh there's someone in there uh, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're dancing <laughs> and, wow sick moves just <laughs> boogieing in the window doing the nay nay <laughs> Okay. It was said that the spirits would roam the halls and had no problem being seen. Ew. Those wandering the building said they felt the feeling of fear, dread, and being watched. It was even stated in one article that many who are not usually strong to paranormal sensitivity uh-huh. felt like someone was watching and following them. I feel like that on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought That's I'm like my anxiety. And I, at first I was like, oh, okay, so they had no problem being seen, but no one got this on camera. Yes! This is early 2000s, so. 
Still. Well, you have to think of the quality <laughs> of what That's that would true. be. Dust look at this. Person, <laughs> oh, look at the pixels. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Because they tore it down, right? Yeah. Okay. Did. Yeah. That makes um, sense. So I found a story that K102.5 published online okay. called The Unbroken Mirror. Wow. That was found on Reddit, written by Sounds user like FireGecko5. <laughs> sick name! <laughs> yeah! FireGecko5. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this story. Oh, yes. I can see you so, on FireGecko, but number six, not five. So I'm going to summarize what they said they've witnessed, okay. not the whole story. Okay. So there used to be an abandoned psychiatric hospital in Kalamazoo, Michigan that my friends and I would explore on weekend nights in 2003, which sounds so long ago. Yes. I was seven. Yeah. That doesn't seem that young. Well. I'm old. <laughs> All right, continue. So they explored every nook and cranny of that place. Judging by the most recent magazines in the fourth floor waiting room, it seemed to have closed the 1990s, which we already know that. Right. Um, the previous institution just up and left everything. Furniture, equipment, drugs, patient files. So Drugs? Apparently. Uh-huh. So they just up and left. Why Why do they always abandon hospitals like that? Have you noticed, like, anytime know. there's an abandoned hospital, they leave all the shit. I've noticed that, all actually. Shit. You but, like, who does do that? that? I, all of them. I don't know why, but okay. By 2003, the place was broken and trashed by vandals while the building itself decayed. It looked worse than the hospitals in the Silent Hill games, which will be helpful if you know what Silent Hill games are. Um, That's not even the creepiest part, though. Okay. They once entered a room and saw a mirror that wasn't broken. Everything in the entire building was destroyed except this one mirror. (laughs) And they've never seen anything more out of place. Oh. It's so Was it clean? clean about it. I yeah. Oh, okay. This one pristine mirror. Oh, that's kind of weird. I know. A little they, bit. That's a little weird. They said every window and mirror was shattered. Huh. Yeah. So now let's fast forward to 2011. The hospital was demolished and is currently is the property where Prairie Gardens is located. Prairie Gardens. Which offers... Which offers housing units for seniors. <laughs> I just thought, like, those no probably getting the haunted. Not my grandma, Fifi. Be haunted. It is said that the place is still haunted. Even with the building being gone, but the old people there. And new homes built on top of it. Some have said they feel like their home has a ghost roommate. <laughs> Man, this is really old building. It's pretty haunted. Let's just tear it down. Yeah, the senior citizens can live, live here. It's they fine. They won't And they're watching their programs. Right. And they're like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and, and that's the ghost story of it all. Oh. But I wanted to add a disclaimer that you probably shouldn't go visit this place because that's their home. The old people? Not yeah. The yeah, not all them well, too. Well, both. Them too. But I thought about it because I know some people yeah, like to go oh, out for there. Sure. And see if I like, look this place up. Like people live there now, so they said just don't, don't go there. there. Yeah. What's, What's it called? Um, Prairie Gardens. Prairie, Prairie Gardens. Okay. okay. See if this is an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks not. What? <laughs> is, is this mirror? The sign creepy. <laughs> Come up 
apartments, and the, the font of apartments <laughs> is like a horror film, like drippy blood. <laughs> Until 1963. So this bridge is old. 1906 is when it was built, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, just to give you an idea of the building, which you've been there, but... Yeah. For those who haven't. Uh, the front is a two-story residence, so just like an old, like, Victorian-looking house. And they have it staged and furnished to reflect life in the early 1900s. Um, and the back of the building has the original three levels of jail cells that have been there since 1906. They're old. They're crusty. Yeah. They're spooky. But they have a lot of cool stuff in there. They do. So much cool stuff. Um, There's actually over 10,000 artifacts in the museum, including the first ever piano to make it to Allegan County in the 1800s. When it was brought in by an ox cart. I thought that was so interesting. That is so cool. <laughs> it's like, but you don't hear that every day. No. I thought horses drank the cart, but it was an ox cart. Mm. I don't know. Lucas and I were like, oh, wow. Ox cart. <laughs> From Buffalo, New York. Oh, okay. wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> brought it on a cart that far. Dang. So, anyway, j- just to give you an idea, there's some old shit there. There's mm. old shit there. Um, now, all of these old artifacts are the reason that some of the paranormal investigators believe that there's so much activity in this building. Because, it, you know, it's not really the building itself. Only a handful of people have died in the building. And I am only a handful. Like, I think like four. And that's, that's those four people <laughs> are like the ghosts that haunt the place. Okay. Well, I don't know for sure. But, you know, like they think it's, it's the, the artifacts. artifacts. Well, they're um, asking for it with 10,000 of them. Yeah. Uh, they, they have so much stuff, including a large doll collection, which I don't think helps the creepiness problem that they have going on. Mm-hmm. They're pretty freaky looking. Um, so one theory of the paranormal community is that there's strong emotional energy or like repeated events that leave a ghostly recording on spaces and objects. Sort of like people will be like stuck in a loop by their objects. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Makes me uncomfy. Okay. Um, and just so you guys know, I spoke to the vice president of this historical community, Scott Kuykendall. Kuykendall? Sorry, Scott, if you probably never going to listen to this. I'm, so, I'm really bad at pronouncing names. Uh, but he does about 95% of the paranormal tours, just the tours in general of this building. So he has been there for so many of these encounters. So got a lot of my information from him. And he informed me that there are seven permanent residences in this museum. Seven. That the paranormal investigators have seen repeatedly. 
Okay. Wow. So, let's get into the spookiness. Okay. So, I'm going to start with the sheriff section of the house. So, this is like the residential spot. Okay. It is believed that the spirit of the sheriff's wife, Elsie Runkle. What a name. Runkle, he was the sheriff. He, I think he was like one of the last sheriffs to be in here. So, like close in the oh, 60s. Sure. Um, but she supposedly still lingers attempting to take care of the prisoners as she used to cook every meal for them. It said that she's cooked over like twenty four thousand meals in this place for prisoners. Well, dang, I know. And she's still going to town. Get yourself an LC. (laughs) According to Scott, there has been no recent paranormal investigators who have come into contact with the wife. So I don't know where this story is coming from because Scott's been there for a long time. But it's just kind of one of the old, oldest stories of the place. They say that she's there. Um, and there was this instance of a volunteer who happened to find the cap of an old sailor's uniform in the center of the floor of the war room. And it was Sheriff Runkle's Navy uniform. Just randomly. Oh. Isn't that kind of weird? Around the same time, museum staff found the sheriff's portrait had fallen off the wall in another room. Oh. And the glass was broken. So, like I said, the story like the story is kind of up in the air, but there has been a lot of instances where the Runkles have kind of like come into the story. So I think that's the why Runkles. the Runkles. So I think that's why people assume they're the, there. The Runkles sounds like like the '60s sitcom. Yeah. Like the family. Runkles. Oh, where are the Runkles? <laughs> She's gonna come for me. All right. Now, okay, so this is one that I'm kind of, like, drawing, like, a little circle around coming back to Elsie Runkle. Because there, oh my god, Uh, I'll list my references at the end, but there was an article by a news station where, or I'm sorry, it was like a ghost website, I'll list it at the end. Um, But they had an investigation, and there was, like, hundreds of people in the room, well, rotating through this room, right? No one had touched the mirror. One of the ladies who was at... That investigation took a picture of the mirror, and she didn't. This was probably back in early 2002, so she didn't look at it until she got home. But she got it on the computer, and you can see handwriting in the mirror. Like someone wrote on it with their finger. Now, <laughs> this is me making this conclusion, and I have Lucas look at it too. Oh, okay. I can see ELS in the mirror. Oh. Uh, that's what I can see. Okay. And it's weird, because Elsie, you know? Weird. All right. <laughs> so here's another story regarding the residence area and this is one that's pretty famous scott told me this one too so one night before closing a volunteer changed the dress of a child mannequin okay she was the last one in the building she locked the place up for the night she came back the next morning and the dress had changed no one else had been there and the dress had changed and the room that this mannequin is in is one of the most famous rooms in the building for having footsteps yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's crazy. crazy. So this, this, the mannequin is located in this room and people hear footsteps all the time. So are the mannequins moving on their own? Obviously. And everyone <laughs> gets so creeped out by this mannequin. I'm not even kidding. That in one of the videos where I was looking at an article, someone had it locked in the closet. I should you not. It was in the closet and someone had a, a, a chair underneath the door handle. Yeah. Why was it in there like that? Isn't that creepy? That's creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy. Okay. So, so now we'll move to the jail, jail section of the building. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, I forgot. It's like yeah. the jail was inside the house. Yeah, and, and I think they took out, there's only like, 
It might only be the basement and the first floor, or it may only be the basement that has the original cells. Okay. So, like, original. I'm talking there's, like, graffiti still on the wall from the prisoners. Oh. So, down in the jail section of the building, many visitors reported being touched by unseen hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And oh, just no. an overall dark feeling when they're in there. Now, now I will say, this isn't, like, a prison where they kept serial killers or stu- and, and stuff like that. Sure. There were a few murderers. <laughs> Just a few. They were just being held until they could go to the bigger prison. But this was mostly like oh, crime. oh, okay, like just uh, drunken disorderlies, DUI stuff like that. But still, I mean, but the, people will get a dark vibe. Okay. okay, there's a super creepy confinement area where they kept people. They called it the hot box. Have you, you been there? Did you see it? This is this is starting to come. It literally looks like a furnace. Yes. Okay. Yep. And they have it hooked up to the furnace. So oh, it, it, it would be, be like, like a song, like it, it would get, get hot as shit in there. there. Uh-huh. And that's where they would put people to let sweat off their <laughs> anger. Take a <laughs> lap. Get, get in the hot box. Get in the hot box. Sweat that anger out. So they put people in there. And apparently, people have seen a white streak of light just floating in there. Oh. Just floating, just hanging out. Just hanging. By the hot box? In the hot box. Oh. So, <laughs> mm. and so there's also a famous resident in this area, a man known as Bob Horton. And they have all the arrest records of the county, right, in that time. He, he is in there for breaking just about every law you could break. <laughs> like, Bob Horton won't play around. So, Bob Horton was there a lot, and that's why they think he might still be hanging out in there. Sure. And apparently he makes people incredibly uncomfortable. Like, there was one lady who was a medium and saw him there, and she's like, I, I can't be in here anymore. She literally left. But Bob Horton just sounds not like a... I don't know why it makes me... It just makes me think of Horton. Here's who. That's what I'm thinking. And you know what? <laughs> My husband that. played Horton in Susical. <laughs> it's also not scary at all. A person. A person. A person. <laughs> Bob Horton singing to people. That's yeah, what Bob, Bob Horton, good guy. Um, but he was no he's known to be an angry spirit, so probably not oh, a good guy. Sure. He's definitely not. No. Not an elephant. No, not <laughs> Supposedly landed them on a show on I I could not find a show for the life of me and mm-hmm. Scott couldn't tell me what the show was, but it was like it's like a national show. They had the clip of like a box being thrown. Like he's angry, he'll throw shit. Talk about the most famous resident. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a guess of who this is? I have a feeling from what you were texting yes. me. Yes, And I'm okay. not ready. So this, <laughs> to me, this is the creepiest. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about her. A little girl who drowned in an Allegheny County lake in 1982. So, I'm sorry, 1882. Or it might be 1892. It's 1892. <laughs> Let's talk about why she's there. So there was a Bible that was donated to the museum. And unbeknownst... They use that word. I thought it was fancy. Unbeknownst to the donor, there was an envelope inside this Bible that that read, Dear Little So-and-So, and and I'm not going to say the name. I'll tell you guys why in a minute. Um, Dear Little So-and-So, flowers from your grave. And it had her hair, locks of her hair and flowers in it. Which is so sad, but I can't get over the creepiness of it. I need people to stop giving each other hair. Like, I, yes. I get what it is. because kids like hair creeps me out. Don't keep kids hair. Well, I have a story about that. <laughs> like, I understand the purpose yes. of it. I know it was a big thing. Oh, and she passed away. So, let's, like, I'm, I'm never trying to be disrespectful about right. Absolutely. You know, any of these people who passed. Absolutely. And um, I know, like, they used to make hair wreaths. 
Yeah. That's actually in the old jail museum. I think they have Ew. a few of them. <laughs> and I know it was like a big thing. But I need people to stop doing that. Not... Because my mom has... Does she have your hair? She has my, my mom. Has my hair. She has your. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like it's Emma's thing. Emma's first haircut. It's a thing. No, my mom told me to keep my kids' hair from their first haircut. I didn't do it. I don't want to do that. No. But like, then what do I do with it? Like, like you if hold I'm, on to it. So my mom's gonna die, and I get my You'll hair. Get your hair, yeah. That seems. I don't. What do I do with it? Dude, literally, my mom has her own hair. <laughs> I'm not kidding. From her first haircut, I'm, I'm not, not even kidding. My what is she doing with it? What are you with that? Seriously, the only time I ever saw it, she brought it out because we matched it up to Lincoln's hair because we couldn't figure out who had my or where my son got his hair color. It is straight up the same color as my mom's first haircut color. Wow, but the thing is, like, my mom didn't even put it in like a display case or anything nice. It's in a it's in a white envelope. They're in envelopes, yeah. And it's like discolored now because it was from the nineties and. It's but I need people to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping that tradition with my children. It's weird. I have I'm like, well, I'm not keeping your hair. No, don't do it. <laughs> I'll be a bad mom. I'm it's not keeping weird. your hair. <laughs> I keep mine. So, yeah, no. don't do that. No. Just stop. I'm sorry if you already did, but it's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. That's why they think she's in this museum. Because her hair and the flowers from her grave, they think she's attached to it. Okay? Okay. The reason why I cannot release her name is because the... Um, the well, the historical society doesn't release it, so they can see if paranormal investigators get it right. That's kind of cool. Dude, three or more of them have. They've gotten it right. That's impressive, actually. It, the, you know, I, if like, it was wait, just one, okay. But more than three, like first and last name, or like... I didn't ask that. Because <laughs> they know what I mean. Like, what if I just googled up the top names of 1892 that's, I mean, that's true, and but shoot for the stars still, though, i'm sure there's that's quite so a few i'm sure there's at least 10 yeah you know <laughs> still 10 100 i don't know the president of the society is named mark um they've actually cross-referenced this with documents like she did die that is her name in the county that legit she is a real person hmm isn't it? That's, I don't know. You know, you can say something about ghost stories, but when it has historical oh, yeah. findings to back it up, that's creepy. Because even Scott said it was hard to find records because they didn't keep good records of that. Well, sure. And yeah. even if you're trying to go, I mean, for our house, yeah. it was 1883, and it's so hard to find records yeah. for our home. They have photos, and I posted this on our social media, mm-hmm. where Supposedly, it's the little girl in the reflection, and you guys can check that out. Yeah, it's I saw creepy. that. That one's creepy. It's creepy. It, it, she's there's a reflection in this glass case that has dolls in it. Yeah, none of the dolls are looking the way that this reflection is looking. I will say, Scott said that there are other dolls in that room. Okay. So whether it was the reflection of another doll, I don't know because I don't know what was behind the person who took the picture. I don't know when it's actually gonna play. Okay. Because I bet a commercial's gonna be first. And who knows if this even picks it up. <laughs> Fucking Toyota commercial first. Sorry, guys. Dad Rock. <laughs> this is what the ghost of the answer to Okay, ready? Does that not sound like a child, though? It sounds like a child's voice to me. Yeah. No, it does. I... Okay, there's one more. Oh, okay. Wait, so what were they saying? Okay. What so was that last one? I didn't The last one says, I'm sick. 
Of what? <laughs> this shit. <laughs> I'm sick of people being in here. I don't know. I find that one interesting because it's was... it can't be the little girl because she drowned. Why would she say she's sick? That's why I'm confused. Gotta be somebody else. Maybe they misheard it. But the voices sound different to me between those two. They did. All... So what if that's somebody else? Well, they have seven, right? And so apparently... It's Bob Ward. He was asking... <laughs> so the one where it says right here, Yeah. he was asking, have you been here for a while? Or like, where are you? Or something like that. And that's when it says mm. right here. To me, it sounds like a little girl. Yeah, I guess I... Or it's at least a female voice. It's a female voice for sure. That shit's creepy. So these recordings were caught by Rick Wade, a paranormal investigator, a seer, I think he calls mm-hmm. himself. So I just want to throw that out there. Those aren't our recordings. Right. Okay. Those also, you can find those on an article from WZZM13. Um, anyway, we'll get back to the story. So I don't know. I just think that's super creepy. If oh, you yeah. guys want to check out the photo that I was talking about, it'll be on our social media um, that picture was also taken by Rick Wade. Um, and it <laughs> it really scared me. So when I was talking to Scott, the one who it volunteers at the museum, he says he has never had any experiences. But the investigators say that they see the little girls the little girl following him around. Isn't that crazy? And I, I would quit. I even need proof. I know. <laughs> like, well, he, they, well, he sounded nice kind of fond it. of it though, because oh, apparently, okay. um, the like the mediums. I'm sorry if I say these terms wrong, because I don't know much about this. I don't either. Um, yeah. but they've supposedly talked to her, and she says that he's like a father. Like she Aww. is reminded of her father. Uh, him. He reminds her. Yeah. <laughs> English. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I thought that was sweet. That's actually really yeah. nice. Um, so, let me see. Oh, and apparently she's really mischievous. Like, she oh. runs around and tugs on people's clothing and stuff. I, I know. There's something about ghost children. I, I hate ghost children. Me Actually, too. you know what? I hate children. <laughs> you know what's worse, though? What? Ghost. Real children. <laughs> Just kidding. Ghost little girls. Why? The girls freak you out more? Yeah. But have you noticed that, like, all... I think just because, like, all scary movies and everything... Well, true. I think of, like, the twins down the hallway and that kind of stuff. Yes. But then you have, like, the little boys, and they're always... uh, Some of them are kind of creepy, but they're... They don't portray them as, like, come play with us. They're usually (laughs) more innocent. Like, it's usually more sad. Yes. That breaks my heart. Yeah. And then, um, have you seen Insidious? Oh, don't even talk. Well, that's the little boy. Remember, he's, like, dancing a Tiny Tim? Oh, something like that. But that's, like, not the same vibe as oh, they're, like, I'm down a hallway. Come find me. I don't know. I don't need it that. It all just freaks me out. There's the freak me out. Little kids. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Can't do it. I don't, like I don't know what it is about gross. it. <laughs> I, I think just because it, I mean, it's sad. Yeah. For sure. Yes. But if she's, like, tugging on my clothes. Bitch slap. Get out of here. Get out of here. And then she's probably fucking on us. She's like, you touch it, she's coming home with you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Okay. I have just a couple more stories that he told me that I thought Hmm. were interesting. Now, you guys will get this if you have, like, military ties or if you know anybody in the military. They're usually pretty passionate about this subject. Okay. My husband was a veteran, or is a veteran of the Marine Corps. So, like, I told him this story. He thought it was hilarious. Oh, okay. So... Um, they have a military room, and they have artifacts going all the way back to the 1800s. Okay, so uniforms, guns, like, all that stuff. And they think people are attached to it. And there's apparently been, um, multiple sightings of this military 
guy. Okay. <laughs> so there was a medium in there doing an investigation. Okay. And the woman asked the spirit how long he had been a soldier. It was something like that. It was like, how long were you a soldier or what year were you a soldier? And he goes, I wasn't a soldier. I was a Marine. So oh. <laughs> and you guys might not get that. But like, if you're a Marine, yeah, you don't like being called a soldier because you're not a soldier. You're a Marine. Right. <laughs> so, or like people in the Navy, they're sailors. They're mm-hmm. not a soldier. So I just thought that was really funny. I thought it was funny because my husband's always like, people will call him a soldier. And he's like, and there's nothing wrong with soldiers, but, like, no. they're separate things. Right. They're not so, all the same thing. I thought that was crazy because the lady didn't know what he was. <laughs> and the Scott, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember which branch Scott said he was in, but I'm pretty sure he was a Marine, too, for, oh, like, okay. 30 years. Oh, wow. So he was like, yeah, you don't call. Right. <laughs> call Marine soldiers or vice versa, whatever. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> that made me laugh for some reason. He's sassy. You don't call that. Um, there's also indigenous ghosts there. Oh. Because they have indigenous people, like, they have um, little, like, arrowheads and, like, stuff like that. Right. Little artifacts. But they, there's one that's kind of got, like, a spooky presence. Because one woman, and this was during the day. Mm-hmm. She was just at a normal tour. And they were heading up to the attic. And he was at, Scott was at the top. He was giving the tour. And she's like, I'm not going any further until he leaves. And Scott looked behind him. There was no one there. No one there. And she kind of described the person that he was, you know, indigenous. Mm -hmm. And she was like, he needs to leave. And she literally left the building and didn't come back. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, So, yeah, people got a bad vibe from that. Um... I think that might be about it. There's there's literally so many stories. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, there's seven permanent residents, they say. Yeah. But they've caught more. Oh. So, I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, there was also one story about um, they were doing an investigation, and <laughs> they have the arrest records, correct? Mm-hmm. And they were in the jail cell portion. And a spirit told them, framed Michigan police. And they gave he gave his name, too. To the people. Oh. And they went and they looked in the book and sure as shit, it had the year, this guy's name, and he was arrested by a Michigan police, a Michigan mm. State police men. But <laughs> <laughs> isn't that crazy? That is They have oh, so many insane. stories there that are backed up by the history. Like, it's, right. I don't know. And like I said, Scott said he's never experienced anything himself. Yeah. But so many people have. It's just crazy. But that that's the spooky story of... The Allegan Old Jail Museum. Yeah, and definitely check it out, too, yeah. because I... You can take tours right now in, on Saturdays. Okay. And I believe it's that just a regular tour during the day is free. Mm-hmm. And between April and October, they open the paranormal tours, and those ones, I believe, are $40. Okay. So, I mean, don't quote me, but they're only open in the winter on Saturdays, and then they'll open up more days in the spring and summer mm-hmm. but it's so. an awesome museum even if yeah. you're not from allegan yeah but if you are from allegan i mean definitely check out i want to go i've never even been in there so i went there when i was in third grade oh and then um yeah it was a fun field trip <laughs> it was kind of odd was it spooky no oh <laughs> it wasn't but then i later on i took my husband okay and i thought well let's just yeah. Go to the museum because I love museums. Yeah. I'm an I'm go. that person. Well, your mom runs a museum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I want to go. I've never been there and I, I've driven past that place. You a should times go. In my it's life. so beautiful. And they did a yeah. great job just restoring the place. Yeah. And you feel like you're just walking back in time. Yeah, it's cool. And it's awesome. The pictures look really cool. But yeah. We'll go. 
Let's go together. <laughs> Field trip. We'll do it. But I swear if someone dies in my clothes. Dude, now that we've talked shit, they're coming for us. They're like, I'm going to show this bitch. You don't believe in me? They're going to fucking get us. I'm we're not, next week, we're like, um, nope. the ghosts are real. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, that was awesome. Sorry, I feel like we joked around a lot more than we talked about actual Probably. creepy stuff. But it makes me feel better about the creepy stuff. Yeah, though. if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Pretty much. Which is literally how I live my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With mental illness. <laughs> so, at least I'm not in a sanatorium right exactly. now. Exactly. I would have been in the Fighting 50s. tuberculosis. <laughs> and menstruation. <laughs> okay, guys. We don't have a saying yet to wrap this up, so. No. But. Bye. Bye. <laughs>